Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild wrong. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Skins. My name is Jimmy, and my dad stole my name, son of a fitch, while playing poker with his buddies online. I'm salty about it. My name's Dan, and I've been told that I have the coolest canvas tote bags. My name is Jeff, and I'm having a daughter. You guys know and everybody else knows, but maybe our followers don't know. Yeah, I think I might have said it somewhere, but... And they were interested in it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cute. Super cute. Little Jeffrina. Yeah, with a little pigtails in her beard. Jeff, how (laughs) old will your daughter have to be for you to play Women's Song, our (laughs) pro-feminist anthem from our high school punk band? Oh, no. Uh, as as soon as she could talk and like she understands wow, what songs are. Soon. I'm oh, proud yeah. to say that yeah, I'm, I'm a feminist. feminist. <laughs> we were really cool in high school, guys. Yeah. Like everyone hated us so much. Please tell me that Adam sang that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he yeah. did. And then as a That's joke, awesome. <laughs> we cut up his lyrics to be anti-feminist and, ch- and put them back together. And we were like, Adam, listen to this new and song. And he really didn't like that. Oh, he hated it. Oh, that's There's good. a part in the song where he mockingly <laughs> acts out how um, misogynistic men would treat women. And we edited that to sound like that was just Adam singing a song. <laughs> Cook and clean just like you're told. You better behave. <laughs> oh, that's good. He was not a fan. <laughs> I can imagine. So, Jimmy, Very have good. you called your father out for stealing your... Well, I yeah, was... that is a D move. <laughs> I was... Uh... Especially since you're, like, into branding and you're yeah. doing creative stuff online. I was uh, at his house for Father's Day, and he was playing his uh, nightly poker uh, thing with his boys. And um, I look over and I see son of a Fitch. He technically was a son of a Fitch before you. <laughs> to be fair, he did give me that branding. Oh. Uh, I remember. Well, he spells it like I do, which is what. Got okay, me. see that is a yeah, Mister Sean Fitch, <laughs> Mister Five Star Five Star Sean, Papa Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I looked over and I was like, oh, it's my name. <laughs> he was like, he could at I least change the it. spelling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I called him out on it, and um, I don't know. I doubt he's going to change it, but... Dan, I refuse to believe anybody says that. You have cool canvas bags. That is an exact quote. I wrote it down you the minute cool it happened. You have cool canvas bags? No, 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 Jeff. <laughs> I have the coolest canvas tote wow. bags. It was. I'm a member of my local organic farm CSA program because of this course I am. This makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because of course I am because I'm the cool dad on the block. Uh, so every Thursday I go pick up my fresh produce from the farm and I give, I bring them a tote bag and they hand me back my vegetables <laughs> in last week's tote bag. It's a system. And yeah, she told me the, the woman who runs the farm was like, I have to say, usually we put <laughs> name tags on the, on the tote bags, but I don't have to cause you always have the coolest canvas tote bag. Do you bags. have a Nina toting bag? No, I have <laughs> the ones that I've been using so far that she's a fan of are record store day tote bag. That's a good pretty one. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh my um 
not all things considered wait wait don't tell me tote bag mm-hmm. that's cool. which if you're a big nerd <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very cool that's pretty cool and my um i can't even remember the name of it but i got this tote bag when i went to go see uh evil dead and army of darkness they gave us tote bags that are branded with the store that ash worked at (laughs) that's which is like i forget what it's called like i save or something and she got the reference so she's like you always have the coolest canvas tote bag i got a real nice one from a trade show i don't even remember the brand it was like a sunflower butter brand or something (laughs) like that but it's just like very well constructed and sturdy and so ironically so nice the week after i wrote this down sun warrior cool yeah the week after i wrote this down i i had like forgotten to bring a tote bag with me and there's one that i keep in my car because it's canvas but it's like very like reinforced it has a flat bottom it's like the nicest canvas yeah, yeah, tote bag I have. Saying, yeah. but it's from vanity fair i got it for free when i subscribed <laughs> online cool. so i brought that and she was like this isn't as cool as your other tote bags. <laughs> and i was like i know but i had it in the car and it's nice that's pretty good i i like that yeah we're cool. Yeah. Great news, everybody. Would you like to hear a review? I yes. would. Wow. So we got a review four months ago on Stitcher. <laughs> I didn't even know you could leave reviews on Stitcher. I brought it up a couple times because we did have one a real long time ago. Um, but we got a second one from Six Star Brian, which <laughs> I did not know that he even knows what Stitcher is. <laughs> Uh, well, it says five star Brian because he had not yet been promoted. Okay, uh, five star Brian four months ago. One of your best shows yet. What show was it on? Dan, please listen. Oh, I'm rushing the <laughs> very punchline. funny episode. Dan, stop eating before bedtime. You obviously have some weird dreams. <laughs> you talked me into Minefield. I would be interested in seeing some of those. He has actually watched a few Minefields. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And he, if you think I'm out of touch with YouTube, my father, <laughs> it's possible that he had never heard of YouTube before this podcast. <laughs> He's like, teach me how to go on YouTube. <laughs> That's really good. That is a good episode. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I like fun. that one. Fun. Great. Yeah. Great. Hit the music, Jim. This is the part of the show where we talk ourselves into things and we tell each other about those things that we are trying to talk ourselves into. It might be successful. It might not be. We might have tried to and hated it. Yeah. yeah. They're just personal things. Nothing we're going to talk about for a whole episode. If you heard the show before, you know the deal. If you haven't, you now know the deal. So everybody knows the deal. But if you're not listening to this episode and you haven't heard our show at all, then I'm not going to address you because that would be a moot point. I have talked myself successfully into ugly sneakers. Oh, boy. That's right. Becoming a dad already. Look at how ugly these sneakers are. Yeah, those are really terribly ugly. So we've talked about uh, clothing and wardrobe and style. Yeah, I talked myself into New Balance. Yeah, Yeah. Dan talked himself into multiple types of (laughs) footwears on this program. (laughs) That's Um, true. I always buy the same thing. I get Adidas Sambas. Yeah. Buy it online. I know this. I know my size. And if for some reason they're on sale for cheaper, you'll get white. Yep. (laughs) See? Even Dan knows it. So I was about to buy a pair. Just totally forgot. Then I was uh, visiting my brother and- uh, Chi-Town, Windy City, USA, bruh. 
Yeah, it's windy because of the politics, not because of the lake effect winds, which are also very powerful. So I just mentioned like, oh, man, I got to get some sneakers. So I was just going to like buy them on Amazon or wherever you buy things. I can't say Amazon because people don't like Jeff Bezos anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to buy them on the Internet and like have them just show up to my house when I get home. But he was like, hey, I got these uh, sneakers really cheap and they slightly don't fit me. Fit. Yeah. Try them on. So um, I tried them on and I was like, are you kidding me? These things are like, it's like foot sex, but like not dirty. <laughs> Can it we also feels, say for the audience that your brother's rich? So these, these might've be, they were like $40. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're like $200 sneakers. No, they're under armor. They're just like running shoes, but like I've had them for two weeks now and they still feel like amazing i'm walking on sunshine yeah and And done to feel good hey but like even the toes because they're made for running like they just roll they just roll (laughs) baby like you could they're so nice welcome to the world of athleisure yeah but like i mean i know that like like sambas are comfortable yeah but those are more of a fashion sneaker like what i'm wearing which is like they're comfortable compared to like shoes or boots yeah but they're not like using technology to well, conform yeah, to like, the I always see these ugly like bright weird looking like Nikes or whatever yeah. Like, yeah. why would you they're so ugly and gaudy and they, they're stupid looking because like, they're comfy yeah yeah oh my god no I don't even I don't even sport I'm not a sporter no Jimmy yeah. Yeah. I give Jeff three years until he's in the biggest widest new balance sneakers pure that you can find pure white yep. no detail just <laughs> no, a bunch no. of random stitching that doesn't make any pure sense pure white with a reflective chrome end <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funny part is i'm like 90 percent that five star sean wears those oh i wear them too i mean it, it's <laughs> like walking on marshmallows you become yeah. a dad and all of a sudden your feet are like i don't care about anything but comfort baby. i mean wait until you're chasing around a toddler you're gonna be like thank god my feet are wrapped in bubble wrap <laughs> <laughs> ugly sneakers do it i yeah. like it i like it uh i've been talking myself into um, something that you guys have witnessed a little bit firsthand, oh, yeah. uh, which is a complete overhaul of my physical media collection. This happens every two months. This is one of your talking answers. <laughs> every two months, like freaking clock. Honestly, like I'm someone who has a little bit of a collector's mentality. Yeah, same. same. And part of the joy of having a physical collection is like reorganizing it. There's <laughs> nothing more thrilling than yep. like just laying everything out, alphabetizing, seeing <laughs> what you have, seeing if like I'm like really bad. I've like got duplicates where I've like double dipped for Blu-ray and stuff like that. I mean, primarily what I'm talking about here is is a movie collection. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a convoluted story, but the gist of it is I had my Blu-rays downstairs in my in my entertainment center, which is like, you know, like my TV, my big family room yeah i had some dvds upstairs just because that's where i had storage for them yeah and then my uncle who sadly has recently passed away left me his collection of dvds and blu-rays which is quite an inheritance we're not a wealthy family (laughs) so this is very valuable Uh, so what i've done is i've taken his collection and i've weeded out um some of the things that i had already some things that i wanted to donate some things that i wanted to give to family members and basically what i'm keeping i've taken that along with um my blu-rays and my dvd collection and i've consolidated them there's no more i'm not segregating high def 
from you know oh, oh but blu-rays have been around for over a decade right it's, it's all dead media yeah. let's just mix the dead media together i mix yeah. my 4ks and my blu-rays Who yeah cares? let's do it yeah. i want it all in one stop shopping yeah. if i want to go watch you know black panther i want to go to b i don't want to think about <laughs> do i own that on dvd or blu-ray yeah you know what i'm saying so i've done that it's a tremendous amount of films. It's too much. It's very <laughs> sad what's going on in my life. Uh, what we're looking at is two very large bookshelves that are so full that I've all I've actually utilized the tops of the bookshelves as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty happy with it though. At this point, I don't buy physical media unless there's a reason to. Like Star Wars, you're gonna buy that. Uh, yes, I did yeah, buy Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you also, I just saw over there, you have the 3D Force Awakens, which you don't have a 3D TV. So that was... I did buy that because it had extra uh, um, <laughs> fair, special fair play, features fair that you could only get on that fair play. set. So that's basically where I'm at. Like now, if I buy a physical copy of something, it's because uh, it has special features that I care about or um oh dude that's why i buy a special presentation that's pretty much the only reason why i buy stuff yeah for special features. or like if if i think there's a chance that it won't be streaming somewhere like for a reason or something right so yeah like like criterion collection stuff like that yeah um but yeah it's nice to have it all in one place all alphabetical nice i'm pretty happy with it it uh i also get in these weird kicks of organizing so i think i started that at like 11 p.m and did it until like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> And cool. then I've done that. I think I called out sick the next day from work. It was, it was cool. <laughs> it was a really adult decision I made. Classic. <laughs> Jimmy. It's pretty good. Yes. What are you talking about to this week? This week, Jeff, you'll love this. Ooh. I have been talking myself into rewatching. <gasps> yes. I love I've Doctor seen Who ones. I love yeah. Doctor Who ones. Yeah. Uh, I've been rewatching Doctor Who because. Uh, Jeff and I both purchased the uh, David Tennant collection. We did. That came out on uh, on on the Zon was like really it cheap. Was like it was like twenty dollars. Yeah, it was really good, and it's literally everything that David Tennant did. Season except two, for the, three, four, and the specials. Right, except for the fiftieth uh, anniversary. But you that's should technically already own Matt that. Smith. You should already own. I don't, unfortunately. Uh, you are a bitch. I know. I well, now that I'm doing this, I'm sort of like, ooh, should I buy like all the Matt Smith stuff and Peter Capaldi stuff? Well, it's kind of funny that you undertook this at the time you did, because when I saw you posting this, I made the assumption that you were watching it on HBO Max. No, because when HBO yeah. Max launched, one <laughs> of the big things came out. Yeah, one of the yeah. big things that people were happy about was it was a nice, easily organized consolidation yes. of Doctor Who yeah, up until because, almost current. Yeah, because yeah. I was watching Doctor Who on Amazon Prime, and that is sucks. It's horribly yeah. organized. Like nothing is in chronological order. All Amazon the specials Prime. are separated right. out. Like I like it as far as the presentation, but the organization of it is terrible. Right. Well, I mostly watched it on the Blu-ray because the picture quality is a little bit better. Yeah. It's a little fuzzy on the HBO first, Max. Yeah, the first four seasons, they yeah. up-converted. Up yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still really don't good. own season one. That's the only one I have to actually. Yeah, I don't Eccleston. have that one either. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started <laughs> I started with season two and went all the way through uh, David Tennant, and then I rewatched. well, obviously I rewatched the uh, first episode of Matt Smith, and I take a little break because I, I blasted through the David Tennant stuff, uh, so it was just kind of like a lot, but like, Man. I want to take my time with it because I haven't yeah. had a, a proper rewatch. Like we did right. um, a season for the show. Two but... seasons, yeah. 
wait until your daughter is like six and then watch dude, it with her. I cannot wait. Dude, it's I like, introduced Evie to Star Wars when she was five, and some people told me she was too young, but she loved it, and she still loves Star yeah. Wars. And then she forgot, and then you got to show it to yeah. her again. Well, because you know, <laughs> that's so You probably cool. don't realize this. I, I mean, I guess I knew it intuitively, but I didn't really experience it ever before, which is little kids, their memory only lasts like eight months to a year. Yeah. So literally like... After we watched all the Star Wars, she was like super into it. And then like when there was a little lull of nothing new to watch, she completely forgot everything. <laughs> like who's Leia? Yeah. That's how deep their memory like just resets. Yeah. So you'll get to experience that. You'll oh, get I to know. rewatch Doctor I, Who like I every two wait. years. <laughs> That's all I like. Lindsay's all like, oh, I can't wait until we like braid her hair and like take her to see yeah. horses and, and you're I'm like, like i can't wait to yo, i can't wait it. to watch star wars yeah. with her it's cool though luckily we live in a time where there is some like stuff that's like female oriented but it's still yeah. respectable like you could pop in like wonder woman it's not your favorite but you could be like hey this is pretty cool oh yeah, yeah. um i want to say a little side tangent to jimmy's yes. talk himself into so coincidentally i uh i made a a tweet that was liked by a celebrity that referenced Doctor Who. Oh, uh, Billy Eichner, who's one of my internet. He and, liked one of your tweets. Yeah, one of my faves. So he had I love tweeted. That dude. He actually tweeted a joke uh, about how he was happy and sad that the Christopher Nolan film Tenet was pushed back. He's like, I'm happy because of safety reasons, but I'm sad because I star in it, which is a joke. He's not <laughs> intended. Yeah. But someone fell for that and said, "Who do you play?" And he says. The titular role. I'm the tenor. <laughs> so my tweet was, when I read this quickly, I thought you were playing David Tennant in a movie. <laughs> and I used a gif of David Tennant from Doctor Who. Yeah. And he liked it. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. Wow. Was he was probably like day. taking a poop and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, he probably just <laughs> likes like yeah. 500 yeah, things exactly. a day. Yeah. That's pretty funny though. But yeah, yeah I've been loving my... Uh, the David Tennant years are so good. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, really good. I love the Russell T. Davies Dude, stuff. Dude, a lot of audio coming out with him. I know. I'm excited. They have I a 10th Doctor and River series coming out. I saw that, yeah. Time Ward Victorious is coming out. Yeah. Victorious. <laughs> Whoa, we're sharing brains again. <laughs> I jumped in second oh. half of the word. Great. The I like dude? that you're honest about it. <gasps> oh. Uh, yeah, there's so many good things about that. Those seasons, super good. Um, the uh, Silence in the Library, oh, oh such a God. good episode. Oh. Oh. Dan, it's good. Okay, you, you don't need know to get River into it, yet. Dan. You will know River. I know. There's so much though, guys. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, if I could push you to watch anything, it would be Doctor Who. Like to push that up on your list, absolutely Doctor Who. We'll see. How about we try to talk him into another British show from about the same time? <laughs> yeah, let's get there. Let's do it. Oakley Oakley, fellas. Hmm. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Don't like it. <laughs> we are doing an episode on a series that I remember watching uh, a crow's age ago, as Jeff would say. Um, hate it. A long time <laughs> A long time ago, uh, called Skins. Yes. That is a, a British teen drama, technically. Yeah, make sure you watch the UK one because the US remade it for MTV and it's duty. Yeah, and don't watch that bad. by accident, Dan, please. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no. I even, is that on Netflix? I don't the care. Original, or the uh, English know. one. Um, okay, so this is a show that it is basically like a teen drama, but it is without the restrictions of United States television. 
So like not a whole lot of censoring. Um, well, it's not cable. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's prestige. It's not cable. It's HBO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is pretty similar to like a, a modern day like Netflix show where like obviously they're not censoring or anything. Um, but like this is before like Netflix was uh, two thousand seven streaming. Yeah, yeah two thousand seven to two thousand thirteen. Right. So they had like no restrictions. Uh, this is a um a show that doesn't hold any punches okay um it's following this group of teenagers that are uh obviously all friends and uh they're basically just going through their normal day lives but it's it's presented very well in the fact that like you see some like real shit like uh that's that's what i like about it is that it's not um it's not like cleaned up for television so it's euphoria yeah, a little bit so. less than that. But yeah, yeah, it is like Euphoria. Okay, yeah. I fucks with Euphoria. Sorry, Jim. Wow, wow. I that time I legitimately forgot. <laughs> yeah, just so everybody knows, Dan's like, let's let's go a little bit lighter <laughs> on the f bombs, and he doesn't. Uh, Jeff, what what is your exposure to this? Uh, I watched it when I know that there were maybe two or three seasons out when I first watched it. Right, and. I, I never finished the series because they do change the cast. Me neither. I've, I've only seen, I think, the first three seasons. Yeah, about the same because I watched like, the second cast a little bit, but I don't really yeah. remember how far I got. But I do remember liking the uh, <coughs> the first season very much. Me too. Um, Nicholas Holt is in it before. Oh, yeah, you're going to see a lot of people Dev here Patel that Dev Patel is a main mm. uh, cast member before Slumdog Millionaire. About... Yep. Yeah, it was way before Slumdog yeah. Millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, a bunch what? of people from Game of Thrones. Yeah, the recognize. wildling girl from Game of Thrones. Or was Which it not wildling, wildling girl? The the big boy's wife. <laughs> Sam's wife? Yeah, Sam's, Sam's wife. Lily? Yeah. Or, yes. Not Lily, what's her name? Something like that. Gilly. Gilly, who, yes. Who is she? Effie? Is that her name in this show? No, Cassie. Cassie, yes. Effie is Tony's sister. You're right. Yeah. Boom. I remember some stuff. <laughs> oh, Brits. <laughs> uh yeah i mean other than that it has been a long time jimmy suggested this and i was like you know what i like that show of course he did don't remember a lot of it but i want to rewatch it so yeah i'm, I'm teaming up with you because like yeah. i right now i don't have a lot to say i don't remember a lot i have um two questions yes three questions yes number one is this still running no, no. it ended 2013. in 2013 okay i figured that but i just wanted to check number two where is it accessible? Netflix. Oh, it is. Should on be on Netflix. Yes. Number three and most important, tonally, what should I expect? How serious does this show take itself? Because the term teen drama has quite a range of meanings. Are we talking it's, Degrassi it's a- or are we talking kids? <laughs> In the middle, <laughs> it's it is a comedy, but it is also. It has some very emotional parts. Yeah, romantically. Got Peter Capaldi in it too. I is forgot. he? Yeah, he's a uh, since dad. I honestly don't remember yeah. that. He. It's not like a Disney Channel teen drama. No, no, no. it's got jokes. It's got romance. <laughs> it's got sex. It's got family. It's got race. It's got culture. But this was created and takes place in a, in England, not America. So it yes. doesn't have students afraid of shootings and hiding in closets. No, no, Yikes. no, no. Okay, because no, that's no. that's America that yes. has to deal Skin's with that. Skins U.S. season four was all about what bullets do to your skin. Okay, Oof. when they enter your body, when you're sitting in math class. It probably that's probably true. I made it up, but it didn't. You believed yeah. it. Yeah, it sounded real because that's America. Skins is actually in reference to um, what the rappers for weed. That's oh. that's the reference, and I also thought, I think it's supposed to be. I like think what I said skin. sexy yeah. off mic. I think was I was wondering if this had to do with skinhead culture because in America we equate skinhead culture with racism, but that's not the case. 
Nope. No. Not necessarily the case. No, but in like, England. like Dev Patel's character is Muslim. So yes. like there's yeah. that's a big part of his character. I arc. don't think we're going to see his actual episode. We're watching the first five episodes. It was about halfway through the season, and every episode sort of focuses on a specific character. Obviously, all the characters are in it, but it's going through the point of view of a specific person. So like the oh, first episode. So Euphoria. Is I don't know. I didn't watch Euphoria. I'm sorry. <laughs> you might be It's soon. not like Euphoria, Dan. It okay. is. I just, everything you guys say about it, I'm like, that sounds like Euphoria. It probably was inspired by Skins. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I like the show I'm excited. Yeah, it's, I, I it's think fun. it's a really good show. Yeah. Um, it's very well done. Um, I like that it's, it's sort of... Um, it, it was at the time it was sort of showing things that wasn't normally being seen on television. Okay. Yeah. That's what I like about it. So we're gonna watch the first five episodes. Dan's not contributing a whole lot here. He did and, just uh, say okay after a deep burp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. No, I mean uh I don't really know a lot about this. I think I've heard like you guys mention it once or twice. Yeah. But I really don't know anything about the plot. I didn't know it that it was as old as it is. Um yeah. like I said, I thought that it had something to do with skinhead culture, so I was a little bit more <laughs> excited than I am because punk music, but <laughs> sorry. Dude, watch this is England if you haven't. I did, it was good. This is England eighty four? as well i don't know i've seen romper stomper that's good anyone <laughs> russell crowe okay so we're gonna watch the first five episodes of skins and when we come back we're going to find out if jeff and i successfully talked him into watching skins okay fellas there it, it is it's been uh, a few weeks since we were last together. A couple, but you know. Yeah, and we are congregated in the new Talk Me Into Studios for the first time. We are. Yeah. And we have watched, at least I have watched, because you guys asked me to. I have too, as well. I skipped it. The first eight episodes of Skins? No. Oh, for, five. The first five episodes yeah. of Skins. Do not make me nervous, because I'm going <laughs> to tell you guys right now, the way I consumed these episodes was very difficult for me. Because okay. I was on vacation. I, I was wondering. Yeah. I was off the grid. Uh, luckily, I preemptively downloaded these episodes. Okay, that's what I thought you were Through Netflix yeah. to my Kindle. Uh, but conditions were not ideal. I was watching on an old second generation Kindle Fire, which is like a five inch screen. Cool. And uh, yeah, I was in an old cottage with no Wi-Fi or anything like that. It was like 90 degrees. And I finished every episode except for the last one. Uh, which I watched in the car on the drive home. <laughs> Cute. But uh But you watched them. I did it. Yatta. Yatta. And uh I've been referencing that a lot lately and I don't think people understand what that is anymore. Yeah, no. Heroes died a long death. Yeah. A long time ago. Um so before we get into like episode by episode breakdown, mm -hmm. just one thing I wanted to clarify from the first half, because I can't remember if you guys said it. I know we talked about um uh, the actress who plays Cassie being a Game of Thrones alum. Yep. Yes. Did you guys mention that Chris yeah. is a Game Gendry? of Thrones? Okay. We, I don't think we, we did. We didn't say Gendry, but we said we had a bunch okay. of Game of Thrones Because I was like, I know this guy. And yeah. it was very frustrating because yeah. I didn't have internet, so I couldn't <laughs> Google him. So it took me like four episodes to realize. Yeah, there's a few people I totally forgot are in here yeah. that yeah, are like same. famous now. And then you mentioned Peter Capaldi, but he doesn't show up until I think the last, the last episode. The last episode, yeah. Episode five, I think. 
four or five. Yeah. yeah. And so, I forgot we talked about that. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, damn, it's yeah. the doctor. And his wife is a famous BBC actress. But again, I couldn't Google her and I can't remember where <laughs> she's from. I Google her. I don't know. Um, she's, I want to say she's in, um, wow, I was just about to say skins. I want to say she's in space <laughs> she in like a minor Maybe. role. Maybe. That sounds right. And like um, when they showed uh, the Get Out guy, I always forget his name. Oh, that's right. He's in that, yeah, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, he's an Oscar winner or something. Which guy from Get Out? The main guy. The main Daniel Acuna? Acuna? Yeah. That's yeah what, I wanted uh... you to say the last name because I don't know it. <laughs> I'm not positive. He's in like one or two episodes. Yeah, he's like yeah. one of their friends. Oh, okay. Does he play Jal's brother who's like trying no, to be no. a rapper? Nope. Oh, okay. Okay. Fellas. Anyways, <laughs> first episode. Tony. 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 We don't have to like hit every single beat. We can just kind of go and flow throughout the episodes. Right. Right. So this is a very interesting episode for me to start the series. Not so much in plot, because I think plot wise, it's sort of formulaic as a, um, uh, what do you call first episodes? Pilot. Yeah. As a pilot. (laughs) I just forgot the word. Uh, I think it does a really good job of laying out the basic characters. Um, You know who Tony is from the minute you see him. He's in the bed with the, the. Uh, the man, naked bodies. yeah, the naked bodies. The woman's facing upwards. The man's facing downwards. Yeah, I. Uh, I also love that bedspread. By the way, I wish I had it. <laughs> I. Uh, I have to admit that I didn't know he was right away. At first, I thought okay, based on Did what you I know knew the about na- the series. The name of the episode was called Tony. Yeah, and you didn't. I, I just when I first saw it, I put the two and two together. No, no, I mean I know that he's Tony. Oh. I thought you were trying to say like you know who he is character wise. Yeah, yeah. I. I I guess from what I knew about the series, I thought it was more like millennial, not millennial because this was a while ago, but like, you know, they're millennials. Yeah, millennial, not Gen Z, I guess I should say. I thought it was more like cutting edge, risque, like these were all going to be sort of like cool, like hyper aware, you know, culturally sensitive characters. Mm. And uh, that's not the case. with No, Tony's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's very unlike. So this is why I think this is an interesting episode to start the fact that we focus on Tony before anyone yeah, else because as a pilot you think this is the main character exactly. the show, yeah. and it's not he no and he's not the protagonist and he's not even i would go so far as to say he's not even who we see the show through the point of view of no no and the focal point does change episode to episode as you guys mentioned in the first half i would say the the main point of view is sid yeah i agree yeah um but it's funny the way we're introduced through tony and because we're seeing the first parts of this series through his point of view it took me probably half the episode to realize this guy's a douche <laughs> oh yeah right not away. a good guy yeah um well it, it took me when he was calling his uh or he was calling michelle nips and then you find out that they're dating and yeah I'm like, that's pretty that mean. was a weird dichotomy too. yeah and he yeah. he seems to be convincing her to hook up with sid in the beginning yeah and then it sort of transitioned off her but um well, they want you to think that, but right. really he was just asking her for help to find somebody. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, a couple of other things I wanted to touch on in this first episode. I think the series does an interesting thing. Now, this may be because I've only watched five episodes, and each episode does have a different character as a focal point. Right. But as of where I'm at now, <clears throat> it's an interesting concept where the show is definitely an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it def it has characters that are more core than other characters. Yeah, um, I don't really remember if that changes, but that I would say that's true because even yeah. even in like the uh, the episode three or four or whatever, 
Um, it's still focused on a certain set of characters. Like you don't see much of Max at all. Which one is Max? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he does have his own. The sixth episode is Maxie and Anwar. Um, see, so so they don't even get goes, their full episode. So is yeah. Max the character that so far all we know about him is that he's gay? Yes. yes. Okay. That's what I figured. <laughs> um, but he does have a good character arc in, this, <clears throat> in the season from what I remember. But I would go so far as to even include Jal and Chris as lesser quote unquote characters. Uh, they're probably I hear me out. second tier. Yeah. The only reason I think that is because although they do get their own episode, mm-hmm. their story arcs are somewhat contained to that episode. And yeah. the Jal storyline kind of helps Sid's storyline more than her own. Like, it's kind of there to prop up right. Sid's as well. Yeah. I would say it's half and half. I mean, she does have... There are some, like, deep moments in that episode. Right. But we seem to her. get um, Sid... Tony, Michelle, and Cassie updates in almost every episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we don't get Chris or Jal, right. Anwar, yeah. or Max episodes, except for their standalone sort right. of thing, which is is interesting. I wonder if that was conscious. I, I, I'm sure it was, because they felt they needed to devote more mm-hmm. time to certain story arcs. I kind of like it, because obviously, with a lot of shows, you sort of get those secondary characters, and yeah, maybe they have like their own little plot arc. But, like, you, you really get, like, a deep dive into these different characters and stuff. And, like, yeah, it is resolved, like, in the first, in that actual episode. Yeah. But it's cool to get a whole episode that's devoted to that. Well, even the Chris episode, mm-hmm. right? So you see Chris and he's just kind of right, like yeah. this party boy. And then you see that he does kind of have some, uh, some like, an emotional side, even though it's kind of skeevy. Yeah. Um, but then you get to his episode and you're like, oh, this guy's just an F up and it's like mostly mm-hmm. comedy. But there's some really deep emotional stuff there. And that episode yeah. does mostly serve him. I don't think there's <clears throat> much else right. about the other characters in that episode. Yeah. So um, plot wise, the first episode, like I said, is sort of a standard pilot, um, mm-hmm. even including some like what I would call like meta or over the top bits that we don't even see through a lot oh, of the yeah. rest of the series. Um, like the car falling exactly yeah um this show stands pretty true to things that could really happen in your life i think episode one pushes that a little bit further um i get that in the first episode we see cassie nearly overdose and them crash a car into the river yeah the stakes don't seem to be that high for any of the other episodes i saw Mm. which i think is a good thing i i think i actually enjoyed the later episodes more than this pilot i thought yeah the yeah. pi- this pilot was a little gimmicky like yeah but i think it did do a good job at introducing everybody in a limited time frame i agree like you in and, and even the way they did it with the the call switching back and forth like the technology is obviously right dated, yeah um but at the time it wasn't yeah and uh I, I thought it was done well yeah um i thought tonally it had a little bit of that um i don't even know how to describe it but Sort of like spaced, um, early 2000s, low budget BBC. You see in Doctor Who, yeah, early yeah. episodes where everything I think just this sort was of high TV, like, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It sort of has like a soft focus, poor production quality. Some of the lesser actors are not great actors, right? Yeah, um, so definitely I felt that. But as Jeff alluded to in later episodes, when characters are given a little bit more depth, I think that was handled better. Um, I do want to just talk about, um, Sid, who, if you were to only give me this one episode, Mm -hmm. 
I would think as an of as an ancillary character, but as the five episodes progressed, I realized that he's sort of the audience surrogate. Yeah. Um. So it's a pretty standard plot that we see in a lot of teenage movies and television series, which is that Sid wants to lose his virginity, and the only twist on it this time is that, um, I guess this part sort of reminded me of like Euphoria and other like Gen Z series and stuff, mm-hmm. which is that um the value of virginity or sexual conquest is a lot less than like this show seems to be on the cusp of like late nineties teen stuff. Like can't hardly wait American American pie pie, Mm -hmm. where this quest was so valued that it took a plot of an entire movie (laughs) to get the character laid or something like that. Uh, Here if Sid had gone along with it, it could have been as simple as just calling Cassie. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that is an inch. I think the series falls sort of in a gray area between two eras of uh, coming of age stories, as Jimmy <laughs> likes to call them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tony wants to help Sid lose his virginity. Yeah. The only problem is Sid seems to be in love with Tony's girlfriend, Michelle. Yeah. Um, and this starts sort of. I would imagine an overall season arc, which is this weird love triangle, plus the addition of Cassie. Well, it's super weird, too, because it's like it's not a secret, right? Right. Yeah. And everybody knows. And it's almost played as a joke like, oh, is that my girlfriend you're wanking to? Yeah. Later on. And then he takes the picture back and like not because he was mad, but just because he thought it was funny that he can't wank to the picture anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I uh, wank because British. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, the other thing that I found frustrating throughout the season, and I'm sure you're supposed to find it frustrating, is that Cassie's right there. She, yeah. She likes Sid. She's, yeah. She's got some issues, but she's a good person. So that's what I think Cassie is my favorite character in this show because yeah. of that. One of my because they, they, they show that side of her. Like, she's there the whole time. Like, she's trying to go on dates with him. She's trying. Yeah. She likes him. She tells him that she likes him. And I think he does, too. But he still can't get over Michelle. Yeah. And, like, eventually he gets friend zoned pretty hard by Michelle. Like, she just comes out and tells him, like, yeah. I like you as a friend <laughs> yeah she says as a brother oh, oh yeah, yeah that was even worse, worse. <laughs> um but a uh, plot wise tony does move the the momentum of the plot forward <clears throat> and he is like such an alpha male douche like yeah i hate that he's good at everything i hate that he's like <laughs> not only is he like tall and handsome has the hot girlfriend good at school all of a sudden is like the best singer in the choir. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's frustrating and annoying. And also he really bullies Tony or uh, sit around, oh, yeah. which we see throughout the season or series. Uh, Cause we're British now. Uh, and oy, oy. he forces Tony to basically like, he's like, Oh, if you get some drugs, you'll definitely be able to hook up with Cassie. <laughs> so he like sends him to this like super sketchy drug dealer. Yeah. Uh, Mad twatter. Yeah, which is a great name. Yeah, Yeah. that actor's really good too. He shows up later. Yeah, I've seen him in some other stuff without the mustache. Yeah, and um, don't stare at it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty run of the mill teen comedy stuff. Like he ends up like having to take more drugs from the guy than he wanted. He can't pay him back. They crash the car into the river and they lose the drugs. But the, the craziest thing is like, 
it goes into the absurd like the show tries to ground itself but then it gets absurd where this drug dealer to get 300 pounds becomes a substitute teacher yeah yeah <laughs> that shows up in a later episode it's crazy honestly my one of my uh main downfalls with the series which i'll talk about later more but i'll, I'll sort of bring up now is that i feel like they establish um plot points and then just let them fizzle out or die okay i mean that's fair there are about 10 main characters yeah so i mean we see the introduction of this like anxiety like this drug dealer you owe him money he says he's gonna cut your bollocks off uh as jeff alluded to in a later episode he becomes a substitute teacher just to keep tabs on sid and find out who he is and stuff yeah they sort of resolve what happens to him but it kind of feels like a cop-out yeah maybe he'll be back oh, okay i don't remember Oh, <laughs> well, I, I don't remember anything past <clears throat> what I watched. Let's get on to episode two. Um, yeah, we've kind of just been talking freely, but yeah, uh, Cassie, this is one of my favorite focal yeah. points. Yeah, same. First of all, I think she's one of the stronger actors in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember her name, but she played Lil, uh, Gilly in yep. Game of Thrones. And uh, Cassie's got some problems. Yeah, she's got an eating disorder. She's got an eating disorder. I think the show handled it well, too, to show from the it's one of the of the person with the disorder yeah it's definitely one of the first things that one of the first times i've seen that being handled in a tv show too i think me too so it's definitely a pioneer in that aspect in my opinion yeah um it's interesting because throughout the first episode they were mainly poking fun at her eating disorder yeah like oh she never eats and then they're at a house party and she decides to like reorganize all their food in the kitchen yeah um but we see in this episode that that obsessive like need to control food is symptomatic of her her issues with yeah, food yeah and her trying to control her eating and things like that um it's pretty sad when she's going in for her way in and she's stuffing weights down her pants yeah and she sees the other girl drinking a lot of water yeah to get her weight up yeah so they they definitely walk a fine line of comedy but also you know respecting this this problem that she has um Plot-wise, there's not a ton here. We see from Cassie's point of view that she's interested in Sid. She's sort of pining after him and wishing mm-hmm. that he would pay more attention to her. Um, she There's also this reoccurring thing where she thinks that Sid is texting her reminders to eat or to encourage her right. to eat. Um, we find out later in the episode that she's like basically been hallucinating that yeah. or attributing that um, to Sid when he had nothing to do with it. I felt really bad for Cassie in this episode because... Uh, as someone who can commiserate with uh, having a crush on someone who's not even like thinking of you like that. Yeah. I thought the show handled that really well. Uh, a lot of like sideways glances mm-hmm. um, that were not reciprocated. <laughs> like, yeah. She would be. It makes you feel how they feel like yeah. really awkward and out of place. Especially when you're getting the point of view from each and every character. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it does a good job of. um how can I say this? Like not including some stuff because they're respecting character point of view. And what I mean is um, when you're in Sid's point of view, you don't pay as much attention to Cassie because Sid's not paying attention to Cassie. Yeah. There's a whole lot of Michelle in that episode. Yeah. So it respects that in a way that I think is done well, because a lot of times I could imagine a television show spending like so much focus on this Cassie episode of showing this uh, unrequited unfulfilled uh i don't want to say it's love but you know attraction that cassie has for sid 
that must have been a conscious effort for them to sort of drop those plot threads in the Sid focused episodes because yeah. Sid doesn't even seem to notice yeah. or notices but doesn't care. He doesn't. I think he notices but doesn't care. Yeah, and maybe is keeping her in his back pocket. Yeah, which is also mm. kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah, super shitty. He never like fully says like this isn't going to happen. Yeah, he sort of keeps his options open. As Jeff, but I think that's to. honest. Like people their age. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. To- I mean, people of any age, but especially yeah. their age when they're trying to figure out. Yeah, romance and love. they're just trying to get it in, man. That too. Yeah. <laughs> so the next episode is Jal. Um, I had some problems with this episode. Okay. Right. Um. I was very happy to have the focus shift to um, Jal, who is a character that I thought was really underutilized in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't really know anything about her. So I was excited to see a little bit of her backstory. And I thought that the storyline was done well, if not a little simplistic. Um, we find out that Jal is, um, comes from a single parent home. Her dad takes care of her. Um, she has two brothers. Yeah, two. Yeah. Um, and basically her father seems to be a popular but semi-retired musician yeah who maybe does like production now Mm -hmm. um and her brothers are like wannabe rappers who are really bad uh (laughs) jal is like a very talented clarinet player Mm -hmm. and that's a big focus of her energy and her time um i don't how can i say this like although i was interested in the storyline i don't know if she had the acting chops to really engage me I thought hmm. that some of her uh, reactions to like her brothers and her father were a little bit like after school, especially for me, a little over the top. I thought it was fine. It wasn't like Grammy winning or Emmy winning. No, but as we're going to see <laughs> award winning as after winning, as we're going to see in the next episode, Chris, I thought that the more dramatic stuff he was able to pull off where I didn't feel that with her. Well, as we mentioned before, you saw Chris in a very popular <laughs> TV show. Have you ever seen this girl again? Exactly. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, but, like, I thought that it was good. Like, the dad was harder on her because he wanted her to succeed more. And they had the whole thread about, like, her just being a token black student. Yeah. Which was really cringy to watch. Yeah. I don't think that was done very well. But, like, the point behind it was good. It was... All of it was fine. I guess I was hoping for more from this episode. Like every time there was something that was like revealed about her, it was to me like always like the simplest guess. Like, mm-hmm. why is her dad mean to her? Oh, because he wants more from her. Oh, the mother left and he sees some of her mother. Like, oh, it, she wears a booby dress and all the guys want her. Now. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. everything was sort of like, um, I don't know, like the easiest possible explanation for this character, why she comes off mm. as sort of moody and stuff like that. It was fine. I didn't yeah. hate it. This is I also the episode where Michelle tells Sid that she sees him as a brother. Yeah. And he was like, well, we could be from whatever the English Wales. equivalent of <laughs> yeah. Alabama is. Yeah, which was interesting. I had never heard that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And like, and this is also where you see more of Tony being a hoe. And yeah. like... So you, yeah, you do get a little little sprinkles of the rest of the cast in here, but it was mostly Jal's story. Yeah, so that was okay. Uh, the next episode, Chris, I liked a lot. Um, as we've sort of been referencing, I think the Jal episode tried to get serious, but I don't think it really pulled it off well. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, I think, as a combination of better writing and better acting, did succeed in uh, capturing that poignancy like that space between comedy and drama mm-hmm. in a better way so basically 
Um, in the beginning of the episode, we find out that Chris, who, like Jeff said, all we've really known about is that he's sort of he's the, the party dude. Yeah, the party dude, the wild animal type guy in the group. He's he's the quickest to like do drugs. And he and, dresses like Ali G. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so we we see in the beginning of the episode that his mom has left the house. And he doesn't really know anything. And she just leaves like a very vague note and a pile of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So his first reaction is to like go crazy spending money. So a lot of this episode just consists of him like throwing a big crazy party, buying tons of pizza. Well, eventually and predictably the money runs out. And when he goes to find a little bit of extra money in his mom's bedroom to pay the pizza delivery guy, uh, he finds out that like everything is gone. Yeah. She is basically moved out. This whole scene like really worked for me um, when he's like searching her room and he reveals that her closet is empty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, feeling very like vulnerable and he looks like he's like on the verge of tears. And then he hears, to- I think Tony and Sid come up towards his mom's room. Yes. And um, he like jumps in the closet. Yeah, he was hiding. It ends up like being played out as a comedic moment, but I think it still works uh, because he's very embarrassed. He yeah. ends up like flipping over the wardrobe and like breaking. Yeah, it and it is played for comedy, but um, like we were referencing, this actor went on to play Gendry in Game of Thrones, and I think he has some good acting chops. I think he is also uh, his name is Joe Dempsey. I think he's also done theater work. He manages mm-hmm. to do this thing really successfully, which is to smile, but you can tell that it's a fake smile. Yeah. So he's hurting inside, but he's got a smile plastered on his face. I, you see it a lot throughout this episode. It's right. one of the, one of the few notes I took was that uh, that's got to be difficult to play. Like you're acting sad, acting happy. <laughs> and um, yeah. they also touch on something that we've seen a little bit reflected in earlier episodes, which is this uh, sort of dual attraction, this forbidden fruit relationship between Chris and his uh, teacher. Yeah. So this is the mouse, the, mo- the most outlandish thing in the entire series is angie because like she comes she's a teacher and she comes to one of her students parties yeah yeah and like in an earlier episode she's just naked and having a conversation right and she's like don't go into the staff shower is that a thing in england like why does a (laughs) school need to have a shower for teachers that's odd i I don't know but i mean like if i i I would assume a teacher even if there was some (laughs) kind of weird forbidden attraction to a student was found naked she would either not stand there with her titties out yeah try to cover up scream i do love something. the fact that she's like just talking to tony but then when when uh sid shows up that's when she covers up which is pretty funny yeah so um i agree with you jeff that's yeah. a little over the top but i I'm, think that they're both good actors so yeah they play this sort of like will they won't they thing well, but really i did well. i did like how when he needed the place to stay she let him mm-hmm. like that was really nice and a really yeah. touching moment but overall it's kind of a little little out there yeah mm-hmm. so maybe you can clear something up for me plot wise that <clears throat> i i wasn't wrapping my head around <clears throat> which is uh where did chris end up living uh i think it's basically like a dorm Right. So it's a dorm for high school students, though, or? Yeah. So I think the school, I remember looking this up when I first watched it. I think the school is sort of like a boarding school, but not like uh, the last two years of high school is like this own separate thing. It's like pre-college, basically. Oh, yeah. um, so it's just a cultural difference. Yeah. They could like live there if they wanted to. I guess like some students could live there. So she basically or a hooked, teacher, him up, I mean. hooked him up with the dorm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind okay. of. Um. Yeah, like I said, I think this episode was like just really well handled and and sort of like lived where it needed to in this 
gray area between comedy and drama. Yeah. So far, I think this was my favorite one. Okay. Um, it is a strong episode. And then the last episode that, that you guys had me watch, Sid, um, sort of uh, felt like a continuation of Tony to me. Yeah, I can um, see that. Sid and Tony go hand, hand in hand. hand. Yeah, oh, Jimmy. which they sort of address in the episode that yeah. everyone views Sid as Tony's sort of lackey. Like, yeah. They come as a package to you. Mm-hmm. Are you ever not with Tony? People keep making these comments. Plot-wise, again, it felt like a very standard teenage comedy thing which is like oh no Sid you've got two days to finish this classwork or you're gonna fail so they um you know TV loves to have a countdown <laughs> loves to have a stopwatch it, it creates a lot of tension <clears throat> a lot of drama yeah uh, so Sid's parents who I mentioned before are played by Peter Capaldi and I gotta find out who that actress is. Every episode, every episode. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it now. That. I'm just saying, like, well, you at picked some up point, your phone as you said that. I was just wondering if it popped. Because you're up. gonna look it up. No, I'm not. You're stalling for time. <laughs> no, I'm what not. are you clicking? What are you clicking? She's she's a very He's famous British everybody. actress, and I just realized where I know her from. All I had to do was use my brain. <laughs> okay, not where? my telephone. Where? Where? She was a regular, reoccurring cast member of the British series, the original. Whose line is it anyway? That's where I know her. She's an improv oh, actress. Okay, interesting. Um, so, anyways, they were Sid's parents. Uh, I thought they were. It was really well acted. Interesting that both of them use sort of a Scottish brogue, even though yeah. Sid. Well, that's have his that. real voice. Who Peter Capaldi? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, like they get called into the teacher's office. I love this teacher. First of yeah, all, like pretty, all yeah. the teachers go by their first name, which I guess is a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is the type of teacher who would definitely do that even in America. Because he wants to be like cool. Yeah. He's like down with the kids. I forget his name, but he's like, he's like, come on, man. I'm fighting for you, man. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> yeah. He tries to get Sid to like pound his fist, fist at one yeah. point. It's very sad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's like the overall plot. We find out like in the course of this episode, while Sid is trying to hunker down and do his classwork, uh, you know, of course, things are coming into play that yeah. are distracting him. Uh, primarily... Tony has hatched a plan to basically gift his girlfriend, Michelle, to Sid so that he can be with other girls. So he decides that... um, That's such a Tony thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was at this point, like, Tony was... uh, Sid was uncomfortable with it. But I guess I started to feel this way based on his reaction to Cassie. And as you guys referenced, this is very true to, like, how a teenager would think. But the fact that he goes along with Tony's plan to an extent makes me realize like earlier on, I was like, oh, he should end up with Michelle because he respects her and cares about her. Mm. But he really doesn't. Mm. They both objectify Michelle. Yeah. The fact that they think that they could just pass her off from one friend to another is like real shitty and very true. Like I could see this playing out in high school. I mean, she also did that with Cass to Sid. So she's guilty. I mean, it's not to yeah. take anything away from her but they're um, all just shitty horny kids and as we find out in this episode she's not to be idolized either no, no um so so yeah the scheme is that tony wants sid to be with michelle at tony's uh choir concert yeah and uh basically he alludes to the fact that it's all gonna come to a head at this mm-hmm. we don't know the plan sid doesn't know the plan just to be there it's gonna be worth his time so he shows up. <clears throat> I thought this was a little bit far-fetched. That Very all the, far-fetched. The other ancillary... Well, there's a few things. 
First being, all the ancillary characters show up. Jimmy, you were in choir. I was in choir. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, how many times did you go to a choir concert? <laughs> Zero. Yeah, I Not never even had once. a friend go to a choir concert. Yeah. And they're, like, excited. That's, like, a thing for parents only. Exactly. Um, well, Chris was excited because of all the girls that were going to be there. Because yeah, the rest of them were like, school, oh, so. yeah, Tony's singing. But it wasn't even at it their was school Chris was there. either. Yeah. It, it was, was at an Chris all-girls there, school. Though. Okay. I thought Anwar and Max were there as well. No, I don't think they went backstage, but I think they were in the crowd. I don't think so. I think I think there were more people there. But anyway, that's not important. <clears throat> Either way, um, the most far fetched thing, which I think Jeff is alluding to, was that the way Tony decided to hatch his scheme <laughs> was that in the middle of his solo, he would close it by making out with a, <laughs> with a female in the choir. Yeah, which the audience just cheered for. Jimmy, you were in choir. <laughs> Yes. I was in choir. Have you ever seen a male soloist kiss a female soloist passionately in front of a crowd of people? Not in a choir, no. No, it's neither a British have I. Thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is, thing. Jeff, especially since it took place at a church. It's you know. a Catholic thing. Um, interesting choice, but okay, uh, whatever, Tony. God only knows what. I yeah, they sang Beach Boys songs. Um, I recognize that because I was like, this sounds like Pancreas by Weird Al. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, because then one of the other characters was like Beach Boys. Yeah. Chris was like. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Jim. Chris was there, Jim. <laughs> That's what I said. Chris was funny because he went there for the girls, but he stayed for the Beach Boys tunes. He was really <laughs> rocking out. Um, so yeah, uh, Michelle's not happy with this turn of events. No. And she goes back backstage, which is also interesting. Jimmy, you were in choir. <laughs> I was in choir. When we had local choir concerts. Yeah. Was there an area where all the girls were just nearly nude? <laughs> um, no, no, I don't. I don't recall that either. They went into the bathroom to change. Yeah, uh, but it makes for good television. Yeah, uh, they all have to run through these crowd, this this gauntlet of changing teenage girls who are hitting them and cursing yeah. at them. And uh, basically, Tony is just like uh, cool with it. He's just making out with this new girl. And uh, just just basically tries to. Uh, and he gets caught, and he's like smirking. Like, yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. I was just feeling her diaphragm. Yeah. Um, not a great guy. No. No. Terrible. But this is when this is the last straw for Michelle. The good news in, is that um, this series came out in 2007, if I'm yeah. correct. Yeah. So likely, if Tony was a real character right now, he would be the British liaison to the Trump administration. Because, <laughs> yes, he would be like besties with like Donald Jr. and Eric. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, He's a great guy, though. Uh, Anyways. I just thought that whole thing was a little far-fetched. I did like Michelle's reaction, which was that this is shitty what you're doing. Yeah. And also... As it was. Yeah. And also, screw you, Sid, because you sort of went along with it. Yeah. She's madder initially because she thinks he actually was, like, part of it. Right. Um, There's a funny scene where they run into, like, British girl gang. Yeah, and yeah, she this gets is jumped, weird. And, yeah. and Sid helps her out and misses his date with Cass, and Cass is all upset. Yeah, which again was like scummy. I felt really Super bad scummy. for That's why like you Cassie. you feel bad for Cassa, like she's the most likable character, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um I think she's the most likable, but Sid is maybe the most relatable. Mm, I mean, I guess so. I can't relate to either of them. But You can't? No, I mean cuz like you dated only two women in your life, Jimmy. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good thing. Jimmy, yeah, you you've been a Sid, right? I've been a Sid. Oh yeah, I mean Sid is basically the epitome of uh, pathetic. 
Yeah. Um, oh, Ricky, I definitely relate to that. Um, I've been a Sid Cassie hybrid in my life. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically like, obviously, he just feels like really shitty, but like his entire plan is for like, I remember him talking to Jal about it, saying that like, oh, yeah. So like um, how I want this to happen with Michelle is I want her to get really drunk and mistaken me for Tony. Yeah. Which is like pretty sad that he wants to be like, he basically wants to be Tony. Yeah. And also like, Throughout the series, we find out that they're very comfortable with what is now pretty commonly known as date rape. Yeah. Many times throughout this series, characters are encouraging other male characters to get female characters drunk and high on drugs so that they can have sex with them. You know, it was a different time. Yeah. Um, I thought the same thing, too. But then I also attested that to Sid's low self-esteem. Yeah. I the last sort of thing that I want to touch on. Well, there's two two things. Um. Sid's parents are mostly played as comic relief throughout the episode and also used to ratchet up the tension of, yeah. you know, will he get his assignment finished? But there are some poignant moments. Um, one of them. Sorry, I'm cracking my knuckles a lot. Uh, Sid overhears an argument between his mother and father where his father calls him like useless mm. and like a complete idiot and stuff like that. That was tough. I. I thought they could have pushed that a little further. It showed that he was affected by it. Yeah. But there was so much other stuff plot wise going on in the episode that he had to move off of that pretty quickly. Mm. Um, He did refer back to it later on. But um, I do think that the actor who I, I meant to say this earlier, but I could not separate from my mind that he is Rupert Grint. He looks exactly like Rupert Grint with dark hair. <laughs> so throughout the entire series, I'm like, oh, wait, that's not Rupert Grint. Um, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jimmy liked that, that one. loud funny. one. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I thought that moment was poignant. And then also like we find out later that um, Sid's mom has left. Yeah. And it's it's a large part of that is because of the relationship between her husband and her son. Mm-hmm. They don't get along and they're like sort of vicious to each other in the way that they fight and argue. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> Sid sort of says that to his father that like, hey, this is on you. Like, you're the adult. Uh, you should have handled your relationship with your wife better and stuff like that. And uh, eventually Sid's father like comes back in and returns his stereo and his TV. And, yeah. And, I, I, you know, he's going to take a lighter, lighter hand with the boy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to touch on in this episode was pretty much the denouement, you know, if I want to be fancy. Denouement. 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 Which is that Sid has a meeting with Michelle at a local bar, Mm -hmm. which is funny to Americans to see teenagers just drinking beers. (laughs) That was another thing, too. Like, I thought it was still 18 over there, right? I think it's 16. 16. Wow, really? At least back then it was. I was in France and I had wine when I was 16. Yeah, yeah. but in France, oh. I was you're in literally Italy. required to drink alcohol when you're young. <laughs> I was in Italy. There's like weird rules. It's more of a cultural thing yeah. than a legal thing, I feel like. Like, I remember I went with a host family to a cafe, mm-hmm. which would serve wine and beer, but not hard liquor to 16 yeah. year olds. Um, so anyway, he has this like meet up with her. And sort of explains himself, apologizes, say he does, says he doesn't really know what Tony was planning. And um, she sort of agrees with that. And she sort of starts to soften to Sid. Uh, and it looks like Sid might have a chance here. 
Yeah. She asks him to dance. They start dancing really slowly and, you know, hands are moving. Things are happening. And then Tony shows up. Yep. And Tony has decided that he wants to be back with Michelle. And really all it takes is a look. Just a little smile and, and a sparkle she, in the eyes. She goes back to Tony. And then there's this weird moment where Tony grabs Sid and tries to pull him in. And I'm like, is this a throuple that's going to happen? And then I realize that it's even worse than that. Yep. Maybe you could take this differently, but I took it as Tony rubbing Sid's nose in it. Yes. Which is like. That's what I took it as. Yeah. Anytime I want, I could take her away from you. I have all the power in our relationship. You have nothing. Yeah, but I don't even think it's like malicious. I think he's just a piece of shit. I think he's like, look what I can do. Exactly. Like stubborn. I'm so good with women that all I have to do is smile. So presidential. Yeah. Um, bigly. So I, I thought that that was like a really sad and powerful ending to the episode. Um, I don't know if I'm confused with when things happen. Is this the episode where Cassie almost overdosed? No, that was way earlier. Okay. That was episode one, I think. No, that happened in this episode too. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, It was at the end of twice. Yeah. It was at the end of Sid. Yeah. Because Jal calls Sid and sort yeah. of blames him and says that. Yeah, uh, because it was after her date, the, the date that they were oh, supposed yeah, right. to have. She went out and like chugged a bunch of pills. Yeah. So I can't remember the resolution of that. There was none. It she hasn't just, happened She's in yet. the hospital. Yeah, right? she's in the hospital. Okay. Sid tried to visit her in the hospital and Jal was like, what are yeah, you doing? You right. shouldn't be here. The doctor's like family only. And Jal's <clears throat> like, she's my sister. And then he's like, are you her brother? And Jal's like, no, he's not. So she basically gets yeah. him sent away. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was basically what we watched. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you what you thought about the representation of parents in the show. It's interesting. I I get what they're going for, which is that um, maybe the maturity level between kids and parents is not as greatly different as we would like to believe it is, Mm. Uh, that they're still flawed people. And maybe have not learned as much as you would hope people would mm-hmm. as they get older. Because who do we see? We don't really get a lot of Tony's parents. No. He's yeah, just, but. In the beginning the yelling at that him. Was, that was a really funny It was. Routine. Yeah. Um, Sid's parents, we get that, you know, the father doesn't talk to his son in a way that's appropriate. Right. And the mother abandons them both over that treatment mm-hmm. uh jowl's parents the mother has left and her father mother died oh died i thought she just left i think she died no i'm pretty sure she's dead oh okay the, the uh chris's dad too chris's right? dad he goes chris goes to see his dad but the dad doesn't accept him oh wait yeah there's that scene yeah they where go to the stepmother see, oh and she has a yeah, new baby yeah, which right. we glossed over but that was like a really weird scene I had to watch three times to see if really? I was where Chris drops his new baby stepbrother <laughs> and like I has left. no reaction. And the stepmother is so nervous about upsetting Chris that she just doesn't even acknowledge it. She just picks the screaming baby up. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, I, I get what you're alluding to that pa- the parents in the series are flawed. Mm. Um, I think it's done well. Um, I It's a little one dimensional for me. Like. I don't think they really have any good parental role models. Think about it None this way, are. though, right? So, like, this is an ensemble cast, yeah. and there's, like, 
10, 12 characters, whatever. Think about when we were in high school hanging out with a group of friends, right? We only knew about our friends' parents in like little snapshots. Exactly. Right? Like we don't know the, I, I mean, other than like me and Dan, because we're basically brothers, but right, Dan? Aww. Yeah. Aww, that was so, cute. Right? Um, But like we didn't know, like, oh, I have some friends I've never even met their parents. Right. Or, I agree with you in all respects, except for the episodes that focused on the character and their relationship with their own parents. Okay. That's true. In other words, I like the way they did that from other characters' perspective. Like, like when Tony comes in Sid's room. Yes, I was just going to say the that. the doctor yeah. is like, oh, in hi, love Tony. With him. Yeah. <laughs> it's also really funny that that relationship exists because that's how Sid views Tony. Exactly. So yeah. it's reflective of Sid and his father's relationship and what right. they sort of are both aspiring to. Like, maybe they're not so different after all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you could picture Sid's father glomming on to some alpha male when he was in high school. Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember looking up the show when I, I first started watching it because I was just like enamored by the show. I was very interested in like, obviously, the cultural differences I had to like look up. I didn't know why they were like just like chilling at school. They, some people like kind of live there and stuff like that. So I remember looking up a lot of stuff and I remember reading about like the development of the show was basically the creators saying that we, they wanted to make a show that was sort of like awareness for not parenting your kids mm. like basically like or was that an excuse when they got criticized for showing kids mm. over sexualized and doing drugs it's and... very possible but I, I like to think that the the sort of concept of the show is like this is what happens when you're not parenting your kids i mean that's a fair argument but yeah. like i don't know some of the parents are trying to they don't know what their kids mm. like my mom didn't know what we were doing i never did anything like terrible but like when I'm I told stories to my mom, she's like, that never happened. I'm like, OK, I made it up just now to make you mad 25 years later. Like, why would I tell you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, parents just don't know. It sort of segues into <clears throat> what I wanted to say for overall <clears throat> thoughts, which is that the show sort of, as I alluded to earlier, exists in this weird time period between late 90s teenage comedy dramas and um, mid you know, aughts. Yeah. Aughts, whatever you want to call it. Um like, I know I mentioned this in the first half of the episode, but I, I sort of can't help but compare this to Euphoria. Mm -hmm. um, and that comparison is not as good as I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. Because what I had heard about this episode, just culturally and from you guys, uh, I thought this was going to be way more... Uh, woke. Woke, but also aggressive in sexuality, drug use, alcohol use. Uh, they certainly get drunk a lot and they experiment mm -hmm. with pills. But it's not a big plot point um, no. like in other things that I've seen. Yeah, it's just like a little added thing. And I of. had heard like, oh, it's crazy. There's a lot of like nudity and sexualization. It's compared to a, a movie like Kids, which came out before this. Mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't go that far. And I will say that it's interesting what you refer to, which is that um, this is a look at what could happen if you don't properly parent your children or mm -hmm. you're not present in their lives. I would agree with that. Um, I would, I will say, I wish, maybe we will in the future, but I wish we had a, at least one good example of parental role models. Mm. Um, we might get there. Yeah, because at least that could sort of say what I feel and what I think studies have shown, which is that certainly strong parental role modeling can play an important role in the rearing of children. Mm-hmm. But it's not everything. Yeah. So in a show like Euphoria, for example, there are a lot of negative parental role models or absent parents. Oh, yeah. But there are also positive role models. Um, 
certainly like the main character Rue comes from a, a broken home. I, I'm not going to talk too much about that show, but she does have a positive parental figure who tries to stay in touch with her and, and, you know, guide her and stuff like that. So I, I would hope that in the future of skins that we would see that, um, I don't want the thesis of this television show to be like, if you're not a good parent, your car- your kids will be messed up. Yeah, I don't think that's the th- the theme of the show, but that, I think that was probably more so the concept. Yeah. I also don't think that a lot of these characters are messed up. I think they're very t- no. typical teenage problems. Yeah. Um, and it is sort of interesting in the slices of looks that we... of. Wow, can I get words to work? No. <laughs> it is interesting in what we see of the parents um, that contextualizes it allows us to take a step back from the plot every now and again and realize that although this is such a huge deal for Sid, if he's going to end up with Michelle, Mm -hmm. in the larger context of the world, these are pretty small stakes. And I I guess my biggest overall takeaway from the show is I think it works much better with small stakes than Mm -hmm. large stakes. In the first episode, we see a drug dealer that wants to kill him. We see a crash car. We see an overdose. Those all feel way too over the top and cartoony. And I think they do a much better job handling very minor scale issues. Like mm. what is Jal going to wear to the concert? Uh, those are the things that kids worry about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think they do a better job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you. So that's my sort of overall takeaways. Okay. Um, I guess we can give the final push. <laughs> we, we were talking about memes before the talk me into memes of like things that we say every episode. Um, I wanted to say that if you were to be talked into it, um, I actually think I remember liking the second season even more, um, which also has the same cast. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, it does have the same cast. Uh, the cast go two seasons. Um, and then there's a seventh season that has like all three of the cast all in one. I haven't seen it, but supposedly it's okay. Um, I really like the first cast, and if you were to be talked into it, I have to say, you have to watch it soon because it's leaving Netflix on August 2nd. Mm. Come so, on, uh, this episode's coming out after August 2nd, No, it's it? not. It's coming out next week. Oh, it's yeah. coming out this I Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. I don't yeah. know our schedule. What's yeah. today? What's tomorrow? What's anything? Yeah. So Time yeah. is irrelevant. It's the 11th of July today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Jeff, do you have any final pushes? or? I it's not. It's not a crazy show like it's not a big topic that we've talked about mm-hmm. it's light it's fun you can put it on oh, it the is for jimmy well yeah no i mean it's good I, i'm i wanted to talk you into it too when jimmy brought this up i was like hell yeah because i want to rewatch it because yeah. i don't i remember like beats of it but i don't same. really remember it and i know i haven't seen the second cast yeah, so for same. me i'm going to continue watching it and continue the series over time but like how i'm going to do it i'm not going to sit and binge it i don't think it's really bingey but if you have some downtime, throw an episode on. I think That's it's bingey. Saying. I could definitely sit here and watch. Like, I'm probably going to watch the rest of it today. I mean, I did watch season, those five least. in like one sitting. Yeah, same. Because I had to. And like, it was <laughs> fine. But like, you don't have to. My point is, it's, it is seven seasons. You got time, baby. You got your whole life. You have until, until August Netflix. <laughs> it might get picked up somewhere else. But right. Um, all right. Probably on HBO Max. They seem to have other uh, BBC yeah. stuff. Uh, all right, Jeff, do you want to ask the question? Dan, did Jimmy and I talk you into skins? Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you feel that was coming? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, really? I didn't. I no, because with, with you, you're good sometimes where like 
you did take the lead and talk most of the time, which I didn't cut you off because you were doing a better job than I could have. <laughs> um, but sometimes when you do that, we get a no. And then I'm like, oh. what the shit? He thought I might be uh, filibustering, sort of. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, that's that's good. I seem to have liked it. I did. I did enjoy it. And uh, if I had had a little bit more time last night, um, I was going to actually throw on the next episode. Oh, there you go. Because uh, I am curious what happens to this cast. I will say there's a small caveat, which is that because I do have a lot on my plate, I don't know if I'll go past this cast. Right. But I yeah. do have to admit what you just said about season seven including cast members from different eras mm-hmm. does have me intrigued so yeah same let's see how fast i get through these first two seasons and if i'm still like fired up um but Ready i like i like these a lot yeah like it it is dated you have yeah. to watch that knowing the cell phone from. stuff is hilarious oh, oh, yeah, the technology yeah. and the fashion but even like you mentioned like a lot of the me too ish kind of stuff yeah not great not great but it's it's fiction and it is of its time so. i thought um you know, just a couple things that I didn't touch on earlier. Um, so I, I think the acts, acting was very mixed. I think some of it wasn't strong, but some of it mm. was really good. Um, we didn't really talk about Cassie. Her performance was really good. I love her manner of speaking. The, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like for everything, whether it's yeah. positive or negative. Um, I thought, I forget his name, but the actor who plays Tony, who has gone on to a lot of prominence. Yeah. Um, I thought he was Nick really Holt. good. Yes. Nicholas Holt. And it's interesting to see him in this sort of like alpha male big man on campus right, role because yeah. he's so much affiliated with like these nerdy like beta characters. A lot of what you see him in. Well, wasn't he Beast? Yeah, but Beast is a nerd. He's Dr. Yeah, Hank no. McCoy. Beast is cool, but <laughs> yeah. those movies. Oh, yeah, true. But I also. <laughs> I thought you meant Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, he was a Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no. Yeah, he played the cop with the chip. <laughs> um. No, but like even that beast character, he's sort of like trying to just maintain his quiet demeanor, his nerdy side and stuff. Yeah. Um it's funny, I didn't even think about that because I think of him as Tony. Yeah. Always. But so, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna keep going. Uh nice. It was a good, fun, quick watch. I, I yeah, I got through it in a couple sittings. That's what I like about it. I think it's pretty bingy. Yeah. Next week on Talk Me Into, we are doing something wacky we are yes it's our 75th episode that's wacky that's pretty good for podcasts yeah it's pretty good yeah some i mean a lot of podcasts get there but not all of them should and to (laughs) think we've grown at an exponential rate throughout those 75 episodes yes we're doing pretty well guys doing pretty well single listeners every episode (laughs) so what we're gonna do is we're gonna follow up we're gonna catch up we're going to mustard. I <laughs> get it. We're yeah. going to, I got to practice my dad jokes. We're going <laughs> to, true. we're just going to tell you guys what we've been following up with that we've talked ourselves into or each other into. We've done it before episode 20. We did it, Yep. but it's been over a year and we're going to do it again. It's just going to be a chill episode for uh, fans of the show. Yeah. So I hope that, hope you guys listen. Yeah. I think uh, out of our numerous reactions from fans, a lot of the questions we get asked are, are you still doing this? Are you still listening to this? Are you still watching this? Yeah, that's How true. many times have you read Animal Farm? Yeah. Since the zero. Episode? Yeah, zero. So <laughs> we're not going to Spoiler for the next week. episode. I've read it once more. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's I cool. have you no read memory. It once a year. I do. You tell us that. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Hmm. It has been a year since that episode, so. <clears throat> so yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to catch you all up. In the meantime, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Where can people find the podcast online? People can find the podcast on TalkMeIntoDotCom, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. You could talk negatively about us. We'll read it, but make sure it's five stars. Right. We're only reading five stars That's now, right. Baby. We're on Spotify. We haven't gotten always. there yet for the next episode, by the way. Or six, you, second episode, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is he talking hey, about? <laughs> it's fine. Just mess up my flow. We're on Spotify. You can't leave a review there, but email us at TalkMeInto at gmail.com. Send us a message. Send us a voice memo. Do that. We'll play leave, it. Leave a review on Twitcher and we'll read it in a year. On Twitcher? Twitcher? Twitcher's not a real thing. <laughs> I love Twitcher. <laughs> it's a Twitch Twitter Stitcher, hybrid. Stitcher <laughs> yeah. Radio. Yeah, we're on things and we're on Twitter at TalkMeInto on Facebook, whatever. We don't really use that, but there's some Karens and Boomers out there that do. Yeah. You and know what would be cool? What would be very cool? If we Twitch live stream Jimmy's recording of the podcast so people could just watch the waves, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you can't hear anything, but no. you can just yeah, look just, at the waveform. Oh, Jeff went crazy right there. Uh, we're on <laughs> patreon.com slash talk me into. We're on YouTube. Search for us. Find us. Jimmy, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at son of a Fitch. F-O- uh, what? S-O and an A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H guy, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Twitcher where I'm Twitch streaming and <laughs> tweeting. listening to podcasts. That's what I'm doing on Twitcher. I'm listening to podcasts live streamed. Cool. And I'm just listening to it. And I'm the, just, the like, camera's just there. on your face. And yeah. You can't hear what you're listening to, exactly. but you just like every now and then you'll nod. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'll do the giggle. It's Jimmy. He won't nod. He'll go, hey, hey. <laughs> let, That's pretty crazy how Andrew Jackson forced all those Native Americans to Oklahoma. Come on, man. I'm not listening to that. Dan, what are you uh, on the internet for? Uh, I'm on the internet for no reason, really. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing necessary for me to say or do on the internet, but I'm doing it on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. So if you want to see me do completely useless things and say completely stupid things, follow me on there. Sounds good. Yeah. In the meantime, Jeff. Yeah. In the meantime, you can throw it to me. Oh, I always forget. 74 episodes, people. 74 yep. episodes. When I do the podcast, I usually do mine right after. I didn't realize. You no, it's every single time this happens. You, whoever, whoever starts with telling where the podcast is, throws it, throws it, and then throws it back. It's a circle, Dan. One of these days, Dan will actually get our format. He's the one who came up with it. Doesn't understand it at all. Yeah. Not at all. Jeff, will the circle be unbroken? The circle cannot be broken because you can find me on Instagram at large heart on collider and magic the clipping. Thank you for listening to talk me into what will we talk you into next? Jeff of five F's the number 27. We didn't say it. <laughs>
because it was just the four things. But each of those legs is anchored by five fucking like screws that are like this long and ha- did not have pre-tapped holes. So, and I don't have an electric screwdriver. So nice. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. the least man of all men. And even I have an electric screwdriver. Well, my dad has an electric drill, but it's, this is such a great man problem to have his electric drill, which he picked out and purchased is too powerful to, to use screwdriver to use any screwdriver oh, feature because yeah. mm. it immediately just drills out the phillip head mm. like tap oh yeah i'm like wow what a great man problem to have <laughs> man problem he, i'm like can i use your electric drill he's like it won't work and i'm like well why do we have it then cool. i'm like how often are you just like drilling concrete that you need this powerful of a drill <laughs> that's true actually i mean 90 percent of what we were putting together is like particle board furniture from walmart like yeah same i'm gonna go on amazon and get like a ten dollar electric screwdriver there's like eh. Yeah, they're like 15 bucks a Target. Yeah. Yeah, those are like Ikea things. Like, even if you build them with just normal, like, screwdrivers and stuff, they will still go through. Yeah. See, right now, I sound quieter in my headphones than you guys. Uh, Do I sound quieter? Well, part of the problem is you're farther away from your mic. That's true. I'm pretty... I mean, I can get pretty... How, like... I mean, yeah, that's better. I'm two inches away. You're like... You were like six. Well, sometimes I talk like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just do this. I would imagine that Jimmy has a harder time mixing you because you also exclaim more than us. When I exclaim, <laughs> I try to move back. I'm kind of yeah. mindful of that. You're good now. I You're really good now. Turn my head to cough. Yeah. Chocolate rain. Me, Lord. Edge Lord. I'm coughing out rainbows. Jeffrey Edge Lord. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. still getting settled into Talk Me Into Studios. Yeah. I'm good to go and you. I don't know what we're yeah. waiting for. Jimmy's yeah. been recording. Oh. oh, I've been recording. Now I have seven episodes worth of outtakes. <laughs> Somebody texted me. was like, you have a lot of outtakes. I think it was our, um, our yeah, last month's episode. And uh, I was like, yeah, we just had a lot. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> doing skins? <clears throat> yeah, Dan, bring us back. <clears throat>